Hey, you're listening to Tech Talks with Lou and I'm Lou Temlett. I hope you're having a good day and I'm really thankful for you listening. So this is Tech Talks with Lou, the show in which I discuss the top tech secrets for success from the best in today's digital world. Last time I spoke with Lucy Smith, a serial entrepreneur with a 30 year career in industry and six years working in the field of neurodiversity. We spoke about the strengths and challenges of identifying as neurodivergent and helping organizations and education become more inclusive. If you haven't already listened, head back after this episode and let me know what you think. My guest today is a fellow web developer, determined human and creative director, and has an app to help people wake up feeling great. I'd like to welcome Liz Pendleton to my podcast. Hi, Liz. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks, Lou. It's lovely to be here. Thanks. How are you? Oh, very good. Thank you. So I, uh, yes, sharing sharing the space as a, as a female um, in tech and web developer. Um, tell me about your journey, because it, it sounds like you're kind of tech and creative, which I absolutely admire in any human being, bringing two worlds together with kind of psychology and thinking and all sorts of other things. So tell me about your journey so far. Oh, well, I won't go back too far, but far enough just to start with, I remember the first computers arriving at school and I remember the teachers not knowing what to do with them and staying in at lunchtime to set them up and then every lunchtime thereafter to work out how to code and how to make games and things like that. And I was obsessed. I was hooked from an early age and I used to get told to turn my computer off to go to bed. And I was very lucky. My uncle gave me one of the old first Apple Macs and uh, I was obsessed with that. And and turning my computer off to go to bed meant that I went um, under the covers, often listening to radio, dreaming of a computer I could hold in my hand under the covers. And and lo and behold, smartphones (laughs) came and I was obsessed with those. I remember queuing outside for the first iPhone. I just have been so excited by the evolution of tech and have been riding that wave as a web developer and designer uh, for 18 years. More now I do creative, um, you know, graphic design of logos and branding and that sort of thing. And one or two apps have passed uh, across my path um, as I've gone. And so, yeah, I've, I tend to help people realize their ideas through tech. A lot of the time that's design, but also a lot of user experience. I'm obsessed with things being easy to use and logical and accessible for people and it's a joy to me to help people to see their ideas come to life in a digital space in whatever form that might be Um, but uh, but yeah this one in particular um, is my third app and uh, is is helping spread a lot of joy to people as well which is super exciting so my journey's been one of I guess as a woman in tech you do get naysayers and you do get a lot of people telling you you can't do things you know you're not in the space you're not sort of welcomed into the space it's not an easy space to be in and I think people don't believe that you have the the knowledge to do what you can do yeah. and that especially was true with the app we got told uh, you this can't be done or you you can't do it um, and so it's a absolute delight to be able to say aha we did do it (laughs) we have done it and it can be done (laughs) fantastic okay I want to take you back to being that kind of tech support um, at school and um, you know being there to help set things up and 
How did that feel? Because I've got my own experience and I just want to know um, how it was for you. Well, actually, it was, an, it was an escape and it was a safe space because I didn't have a good time at school. I was bullied at school um, and I found it very hard to fit in. But in the computer room... <laughs> this sort of dusty cupboard that was you know given eventually to to space for for things such as hard drives and wires and things all exciting um it was it was a safe space for me and I felt confident and I learned very quickly um that I could explore that world and teachers were kind of impressed with that and I could you know show a little bit of a progression and I just loved it really it was um you know, watching the first sort of games come out and and rinsing them and, you know, then starting to write games. And, you know, that was really wonderful for me. Um, And just finding that creativity as well, learning how to use the first versions of paint and show my creative side through it as well. So I knew it wasn't, you know, I think web design can be often seen as quite dry quite boxy and you know very zero one zero one one zero and actually the things that I love doing are busting out of that and doing the unexpected so that you know I did a website for a festival um that was in a sculpture garden once and um we made it like there was a maze a physical maze at the garden at this beautiful venue and so I made the site because they only it was a very small thing they were always going to sell out tickets so I made the website actually one might consider it slightly inaccessible, but I worked through that to make it accessible, including mazes and puzzles and quizzes so that you could, you had to sort of go a bit wild to actually get through the site. Um, mm. and, and that, it, it wasn't like it was going to penalise anyone for getting anything wrong. It was random questions that were just sort of your favourite flavour ice cream or something. I can't even remember, but it was, it was, <laughs> it was like you could only access the the music lineup if you sort of picked from three different sort of little snippets of music. You know, it was, it's why I like busting out of the seams. Fantastic. Of typical, like linear thinking. You know? I, I love that. Uh, you know, it takes me back to, you know, my, space you know being being a female relatively clever uh, you know able to do a number of things I I resonated with that the space you just shared about it being a safe space to be in a tech room to be away in kind of somewhere protected because of the knowledge that we we had um, it gave us some kind of energy or or power around us that almost, uh, I, I want to say an untouchable, but obviously not in the physical state, you know, uh, and not in an ego state either, because I don't think we were we were in that space. But um, just being able to have something that gave us joy or gave us intrigue and learning and, and all of those aspects. But equally, you know, breaking out, um, you know, I started using Photoshop when I was about 13, so 30 something long years ago but version two and do you remember because your experience of paint only having like single layers so if you put it on the stage or the space that was it you had to be almost precision design right from the get-go you know if you put it in the wrong place then you had to start again or just delete it and redo the whole thing um and I feel very blessed to have multi-layer multi-artboards oh, multi-spaces <laughs> Yes, I absolutely, <laughs> completely resonate with that. I think 
that sort of taint of once you've moved a block somewhere that's it you can't you can't go again um and i spent hours and hours just you know doing things by pixels single pixel we still do though do you still still do i still do things by single pixel true but like the joy yeah the layering i mean i i I remember just exploring that um in Mm. and, and i work in illustrator a lot now and so the the and and working on uh, GUI, so graphic user interfaces, that for me, do, making buttons do things is just yep. magic. I, I love yes. Lottie, Lottie moving files now, which I've got on my website. And I, the inter- interactivity of it, I think, I think you're right when you describe that space, it's the immersiveness, the, the stepping into another world. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think probably without over romanticizing it a bit but like the line there which in the wardrobe of sort of like stepping through the wardrobe you're into another world and when and when I learned that space and I realized that I was perhaps a little bit ahead of people and I could help others navigate that space as well and I was you know you quickly become the tech person of your family don't you so anything goes wrong you're the person to help me make this thing work and I just love that Um, but it it was it's definitely had like a magical essence to it and Mm. to be able to create within that space and create layered experiences or layered visuals and and interaction is really important to me so at the sort of I don't call myself a pioneer, it's a bit big-headed, but definitely experimenting and trying new things that haven't been done before. You're going to be told you can't do. You're probably going to fail a lot. But you're yeah. going to come up with something that, like, look what this does. You want to show you, look, look, I made this button do this. No one expected <laughs> it to do. Amazing. Oh, goodness. Okay. You you remind me of a website I built back in the mid-90s, uh, where a very established association in the UK, um, I was kind of their first web developer, you know, producing, taking phone calls like 20 or 30 phone calls a day with web updates. Literally the server was sat next to me and I was kind of churning through, configuring all the stuff. Um, But, um, you know, making little puffs of smoke come out the back of a car and little beep, beep sounds. And you're talking to the most serious senior, senior people in this organisation. And and they found their inner child. uh, And actually the joy of being able to facilitate something really creative but yes. functioning I think that's that's the the joy and balance of of what we both do yeah. um uh, and kind of helping other people but uh, uh you know Absolutely. it's a leveler it's a complete leveler you know for me there's no hierarchy in in creative tech you're just listening experiencing and sharing that kind of shared experience and I think you know um I think that's what what comes from your web development and your app development as well yes I think the two early apps that I did were pretty simple but they both had an element of that user interaction with them so one was for um, a festival which was a, an extreme sports and culture festival and uh, yeah sounds radical, exciting radical. it was very <laughs> exciting lifestyles festival in Hunstanton it was and um, the idea there's as well as having music and a, a VW show and all being very cool and skateboarding and you know all that it was it was trying to encourage kids to be more active so we had school days and and so we we use, it was right at the beginning of QR codes being a thing. And so we we made um, the app so that you could take part in an activity and then scan a QR code for points. So yeah. that bridging the gap between 
real life experience and the tech to support and to make it fun and engaging and to encourage you to do something that's kind of probably beneficial for you in the long run you know it was I loved doing that but it they they were pretty simple the first two apps um but the the third <laughs> rise and shine has has been anything but simple um and definitely the interactivity the the it probably couldn't go much further in terms of how it affects people's it, it, the user experience of it. I mean, there's di different elements of user experience in this app because I should probably just, exp should I, I'm jumping ahead, yes. Lou. Sorry. No, I know, I know. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Right. Tell us about this Rise yeah. and Shine alarm clock app, please. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I do run ahead. Um, thank you. It's, cool. it's the, the idea is simply replacing your alarm clock with positive audio. So instead of waking up to a horrendous beep, 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 get get up noises, yeah. um, you wake up to a gradually uplifting slowly creeping in beautiful drifty music with spoken softly spoken words that increase in volume over time to wake you up slowly and gently with basically guided meditations self-hypnosis positive affirmations um, instead of your jolting awake you you drift in and out of sort of a lucidity dream hallucinate state it's it's kind of magical experience and you the the end result is that you wake up feeling great you, you have this experience as you wake up you 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 get the three two one rise and shine at the end of the track and you're up and the, each track lasts a, a range of um lengths from sort of five minutes as a short one to a 10 12 minute longer track and it's been designed it the idea again this is someone else's idea so it was a friend of mine came to me with this idea he's a qualified hypnotherapist and he he actually used self-hypnosis through a period of depression that he had and he recognized the strengths of doing it first thing in the morning and and helping because it, it, depression offers sometimes often makes the beginning of the day the hardest part of the day so yeah. getting out of bed can be the the hardest so he he came up with the idea and he pitched it to me and I thought oh well that sounds good and I didn't really know much about it. And I thought, it can't be that hard. Sure, I'll I'll help, I'll help out. And it, it is incredibly powerful. And I've so I've gone from just somebody who was sort of interested and in, I'm gonna help you develop this app as I'm a creative person, come up with a brand for you, to actually now I'm a co-founder of it. Um, and I'm an avid supporter of it, and I'm a user of it, and I'm an advocate for it <laughs> and a pioneer because I want people to know that this is coming from an incredible place of power and science there is there is logic and science behind this and it's it's powerful and I want people to know about that and I also want people to understand the benefits you know mental health is a huge huge topic at the moment we all have struggles I've gone through some particularly dark times um, during the process of building the app and the app has yes. helped me to get through the other side of that so yeah so that's that's the overview cool you're listening to Tech Talks with Lou and I'm Lou Temlett and today I'm talking with Liz Pendleton, co-founder of the Rise and Shine Alarm Clock app. So Liz, I just want to um, go back a little bit and talk about, you know, kind of alarm clocks, waking up, our own body clocks and how, you know, how some of us enjoy the snooze button and just that little bit of extra time. I remember as a, a young child, always being the first one up being very active and actually as layered up responsibilities and aspects in my life 
I've become much more a kind of later day person. But that wasn't who I always was. But when you talk about the the kind of burp, burp, burp of the alarm clock, and actually you're, you kind of get heart palpitations and you kind of go, oh, my gosh, I'm in a shock zone. What's happening? Oh, I've got to get up and get on with the day. Um, so it sounds like your app has a much gentler way of kind of supporting um, individuals. I use uh, a meditation app and mostly at nighttime just to kind of, you know, take take the edge off the day and get myself ready for sleep. But your app does something different at the other end of the day. So tell us a bit more about the foundation of that. Um, you mentioned the science. Let's talk about the science and technology and maybe psychology of that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're you absolutely right when you say the the, the beep beep. It, it can be so jarring and so shocking, and that as a beginning to your day is just possibly like the worst thing that you can experience as a human. Like I remember just like oh god, this horrible sound and having to program different levels of volume on your phone to try and get you know and the snooze that's like oh five minutes or ten minutes and you know just we we talk a lot about sleep hygiene now so we uh, sleep hygiene the awareness of a good bedtime routine whether that's reading meditation not looking at your phone you know etc etc good sleep time and the importance of your sleep routine there's a increased awareness of that that what we're actually focusing on is your wake hygiene and the waking state is as powerful as the sleeping state so in the science of it and now for the science bit is very much about the brain the state of the brain so as you head towards sleep your brain waves uh, slow down and you drift and you uh, head into your sleep which as we know has cycles and so on in the morning you're actually in a very similar state as the sleeping state which is there's the, the words for them are quite fun actually there's hypnagogic which is your sleeping as you go from wake to sleep and hypnopompic which is when you go from sleep to wake and they have that okay. beginning to them which is hypno which is you know hip, hypno is again linked to the hypnotherapy you're in a highly suggestible state um, which is where a lot of lucid dream work comes from because um, people want to try it's a we know that there's a great deal of creativity available accessible in this mm. state in fact as you probably know like the likes of tesla and um einstein used to use the steel ball in the hand when they so they'd be going if they're napping they'd have a steel ball in their hand so that when they fell asleep it clanged onto the floor to wake them up so that they could kind of access this sort of semi um hypnotic uh hallucinogenic hallucinogenic state so that they could tap into that creativity and that mm. and lucid dreams does the same thing so so the hypnopompic as you wake up and we all we all know that from when we wake up naturally and we have this sort of dozy few moments that are very blissful and oh you know your part your brain is sort of part in sleep and part in wake and anything's possible and you have a few moments of bliss and it's uh, lovely before well, either a thought or a noise interrupts you and just brings you into the waking world <laughs> with uh, either whiplash or some horrendous sort of you know ah yes. god okay I'm awake now but so there's this beautiful point where we can tap into some creativity there and so the app taps into that by starting the audio as you sleep so you set 
the alarm at say you want to wake up at 7.30, you set the, um, the app to 7.30 as your wake up time, but it starts before that. It starts however many minutes the track is before that. Oh. Um, and it it's very, very gentle and it's very, very subtle so that it's, it sort of seeps into your dream state and very slowly wakes you up. And the audio, the narrators, we've got five different narrators, hopefully more coming soon. And the narrators start out by um, telling you a little story or getting you to imagine something or tell you know giving you visual hints and clues that direct your thinking towards the positivity that mm. can be a bit like hypnosis and be that me- a bit meditative and you sort of as you wake as you become conscious your subconscious sort of wakes up into knowing that you have done this for yourself you you created this environment so you actually once you've used it a few times you can really relax and go oh yeah I'm I'm supposed to be feeling good I'm supposed to be enjoying <laughs> good. this this is nice and someone's telling me lovely things and then you it, it, as the as you as the minutes clock by the audio increases in volume the narrator words get clearer and it ends each track with a, the volume being sort of at full. Um, still, again, you can adjust that setting yourself yeah. to your own personal preference with a three, two, one rise and shine at yeah. the end. So you've got a trigger, which is, OK, I'm now getting up, which <laughs> doesn't encourage you to snooze. And then not many people know this, but there's a little gap, a little silence there where most people have actually got up. What we're finding is users mostly get up, a little gap. And then if, you, if you're if you asleep, if you're, if you're someone who's going to go back to sleep, there are some chimes to help make sure you don't drift off. So there's a, like a backup built in. And we always Fantastic. say to people, build, program your own backup alarm just yep. in case because people respond differently to it. So it's yes. important if you need to get up for that eight o'clock bus um, or breakfast for the kids, whatever it is, you yep. set your backup alarm. Um, for the first few weeks to make sure that you're actually going to get up but a lot most people experience it very positively and they wake up going oh wonderful okay here we go you know fantastic can we just go back to the hypnagogic which is the the period between awake and asleep Um, now I know that watching a movie late or having someone talk to me about a specific topic then I'm usually you taking elements of that conversation or the thing I've listened to or watched into my sleep state and then wake up really you know either energized or feeling quite traumatized by some of the things so I'm very mindful now about um, my activities before bed I always journal before I go to sleep. That's part of my routine, um, kind of gratitude for the day and, you know, what I've achieved. Um, And I've been doing kind of a number of um, consecutive days. Uh, Actually, today is day 300 consecutively writing my journal, um, which I'm very grateful for. And I've had a number of kind of peak revelations throughout that time. So being mindful about what input we receive before going to bed but also being mindful with your app what we receive when we wake up so that actually we can be in a a very kind of good healthy state from a a kind of mental health perspective as well yeah uh, well first of all congratulations on your 300 day streak that's amazing uh, (laughs) inspirational I my journaling is a bit hit and miss so I'm, I'm loving that 
um, yeah, this, you're right. So again, back to the sleep hygiene, you, you, mm. you're thinking consciously about what goes into your brain as you go to sleep. That's, you know, people who play a lot of video games report dreams of video games, um, especially like, there was a study on um, Tetris and even people with... Um, <laughs> with uh oh my goodness i've forgotten what is the name of the the brain state of forgetting things how brilliant is that uh how ironic <laughs> alzheimer's thank you alzheimer's patients who play tetris mm. at night will dream of of blocks yeah so it's so yeah it's completely suggestible even if you've got low memory state right yeah um so we we know that that area of the brain is highly suggestible as you say so mm. if that's the yeah hypno hypnagogic as you're going to sleep and then a hypnopompic similar brain state but going from from sleep to wake if you get the timing right and obviously it, it differs you know you don't always hit the right sleep cycle which is you know something for the future development of the app i'd love to partner with the the apps that help you track your rem state and and get mm. it so that it times it perfectly so that that's an improvement for the future but when you when it works well it it totally taps into that part of the brain that is ready and and open to suggestions so the tracks themselves are very carefully written to create a positivity loop in your brain that will get, go into your day and help you take that first few thoughts beyond your waking state and and through to the day so for example, there are tracks to help you to stop smoking. Um, so we've got a number of different categories in the apps. There's general well-being. Um, there's uh, a, a sort of smoking cessation, which, like I'm saying, is is really really powerful. It uses a trigger. Um, spoiler alert for anybody who's going to try the app and who wants to stop smoking. It uses the color red as a trigger, as a sort of positive anchor. So you're anchoring yeah. with this stop of the color red. And people report, you know, all through the day, they're seeing the color red and remembering that they don't smoke because uh, that's what the audios told them in the beginning of the yeah, day. Nice. Um, so, you know, you're right in that it's really important what we do. We are, A lot of people know I shouldn't look at my phone first thing. It shouldn't be the first thing I do. So your waking hygiene shouldn't be eyes open, check emails, but a lot or check social, whatever it is that you do. And a lot of people are... Um, trying to break that habit this is a really good way of trying to break of breaking that habit helping you to do that because you're consciously doing something that's a positive hygiene positive mental health it's actually also a super easy way if you're struggling with meditation or struggling with doing your mm -hmm. mindfulness practices it doesn't mean you, this is the shortcut you don't have to sit there and get into the calm state you don't have to do the breathing exercises you're already there yeah already you know you're coming out of that super relaxed state so it's sort of like getting your meditation in from while you're asleep you know, it literally takes you from sleep to wake with a with a mindfulness practice. Mm. So it, it's super for the lazy Zen Buddhist amongst us who wants to sneak their practice in <laughs> first thing of the day. I love that. I love that. I just, uh, you know, in my days trying different kind of meditation and kind of going to Buddhist temples and various other things and things starting really early in the day um, actually have a lot of benefit. Um to our lives you know I, I kind of see that balance you know once you've kind of got up got the kids sorted and then you're returning to meditation it's almost too late in the in the day to do that you have to do it right from the the offset and I know a number of friends over the years that have been avid 
meditators right from the very moment they wake up because I've given myself a belief that you know I I'm not a morning person then I've kind of taken on board the okay let's not really try and do anything or talk to anyone until I've had a coffee or until I've got you know some of the priorities out of the way first Mm. thing Mm. but actually I I really see the benefit of your of your app kicking in right from even before the moments you wake up yeah yeah it's that super easy you did the work the night before just by setting the alarm you know the 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 payoff is that it happens as you wake up and I and this is so with the tech side of things this is version one of the app that's live it's taken us an unbelievable number of development versions to get here in quite a few years and the tech requires us to keep the app open overnight. So yeah. it goes into what we call a sleep state. So you set your alarm and you pop your phone on charge and you leave it, leave the app open and it, it wakes you up with the um, audio first thing. So that's something that people need to understand in terms of user experience. It, yeah. takes you to to do the work at night to remember to set your alarm you can set a reminder the app will send you a ping at whatever time you normally want to go to bed at whatever time you should be setting your alarm you think you should be setting your alarm um, not, and not it, at two o'clock in the morning, yeah, two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's early. right you can say well I'd like to set my alarm and it also so that helps with it, a little bit with sleep hygiene as well but um and this is one of the reasons why you know the app uh, when we were working with other app developers I've worked with different teams and trying to get this done and I went to to get some help from from various companies I've worked with in the past um and people first of all said oh you can't it's impossible it can't be done well great watch (laughs) me go exactly music to your ears that's exactly what you want yeah that's what I needed to hear um and also then there are lots of people who told us, well, the best way to do this is to have the alarm work like a normal alarm, send a notification so that the user then presses play. And then Too many steps. The app. And I'm like, Too no, many steps. because you will be awake because you had to look at your phone and you will have seen that you've got four WhatsApp notifications and you will, your brain will have thought, who's that? And then you're into conversational mode in your own head, you know, um, and, and you've picked up your phone, you've looked at a screen, that's going to um, trigger your eyes to think, oh, bright, bright light, I'm awake. So we were like, no, that's not going to work. It's really got to be something that, that, that happens without any interaction, any conscious effort from, mm. from you other than the night before when you set the track so you we've got 50 tracks you can choose from and you can each one has got a little preview so you can listen to it you can hear a little snippet of do I like the narrator's voice because that's quite important we've got different styles of voices do I like the background noises because not everybody loves the sound of waves crashing on a gentle shore some people just want Uh, you know gong music and so there's all sorts of different things and you can filter the tracks by your preference of of different um tags of like mindful positive you know do i want goal setting what are my things that i want to do the next day so you can have a good browse through listen to the samples get your reminders set your track press the sleep button leave it by your bedside table and then that's it you don't have to do the effort of doing your meditation in the morning it's just going to happen for you fantastic it, it really is a bit of a game changer because I was one of those people that as well that I can't oh my zen my um I did uh, tai chi for a while my tai chi instructor always says if you can't find 15 minutes of time a day to meditate you need to find an hour and I was like <laughs> oh 
Oh, this is too true. Um, but yeah, I sneak it in in the morning with an app. It's very good. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, I note that you had taken a number of years to develop this app. That is also music to my ears because things that happen really quickly sometimes are great, but actually it needs that length of time. It needs that intuition. It needs that kind of slow development to actually build the a stable foundation for what you're what you're kind of growing and nurturing going forwards so I'm I celebrate the amount of time that it's taken you um to get this far and uh yeah what 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 is next for your app well yeah thank you for that because I think we we've struggled with it um there have been struggles along the way um I think again that like you said, that's probably made us stronger. Um, it's made us more resilient and more determined. We, uh, Matt, my um, friend who's uh, the co-founder, he really had a vision for this. He really understood as a as a hypnotherapist, he, he knew what was needed. He didn't actually know much about the science. He's, we've, it's been a learning journey for us um, both. Um, but he, he knew what it needed. And we were just we both became really determined on it and for me personally I had a really really tough time in the middle of the development um phase I um I was in a a toxic relationship and I I lost a pregnancy and I just had the world was falling apart around my ears and I had this I had the prototype of the app on my phone so I was using it before anybody else it wasn't um 100% reliable but I was using it and it was it was helping me and I I knew then more than ever like this this works and I need to get see this through so even though we had we had a fraud case we had a a bank loss of money we had you know god knows it's just been like a a thing after thing after thing there's like hurdle after hurdle that have just you most people would have given up and I think Mm -hmm. we've held on to this idea that there is nothing like this in the app space yeah but there's a reason for that because it's really difficult to do this and a lot of people might have tried and given up (laughs) but we're just determined to keep going oh Liz I just want to hold space for the things that you shared um, thank you for sharing them. And uh, I just want to know that I'm supporting um, in kind of listening and hearing all of those those different things. So I, I kind of have my hands open. I just want to hold hold that space for you. Thank you. Um, thank you. Lou. I know it's I know it's something that affects a lot of people. Um, and the awareness of that and talking yeah. about that and talking about my mental health struggles is new to me and this is a this is something that I'm doing because I understand now the power of the share and the the help that can come with saying I've been at rock bottom and there is always someone who understands and will listen to you and will hear you and who wants for you who's rooting for you and you've got something to give you have got something that the world needs and we need you know we need to see that in each other and to support each other um and to tell the stories because I know when I was at my lowest hearing other people's stories of how they'd recovered was was a huge Mm. motivator a huge huge inspiration to keep going and to come to to know that I had a reason to keep going as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, was huge. Thank you, Lou. 
I hear you on that. And I think, you know, having something really beautiful in, in the app that you've developed coming out of that and knowing that you've been able to support your own journey. Part of our, uh, you know, development in tech or creative is about self-sustaining and being able to serve ourselves primarily before we serve anyone else. So, you know, you have a, a an incredible case study of one, but actually the value of that in industry, in any development, actually, you know, you solved a problem for yourself or you've solved a, a, an, an issue in your life and you've been able to overcome that. And if anyone can develop, you know, systems, apps, creative, tech, whatever, that helps themselves primarily, but uh, they can see that it would help others, if not thousands of others, if not more than that. Um, I think, you know, seeing the value in what you've created is is very honourable and uh, credible. Yeah, and thank thank you. It's it's an odd one because it I feel aw slightly awkward about it because it's not like you know when I set out to work on a positive mental health alarm clock app, my mental health I thought was in a, was in a relatively good position. Like you know I I had like we all do. I had like the bullying from school was with yeah. me, and I, I'd done therapy on that, and I was sort of in a I was in a relatively good headspace that I thought. Mm. And you don't think or you know, you don't expect what comes around the corner. You know, you just, you can't, you can't be prepared for no. life's throwing its, you know, full weight at you. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know as I was doing it that I was helping myself and that there was yeah. a, something that was going to come out of this that I could share with other people that would be positive. It's only really, we got the, we got the app live one year ago, um, 10th of October, World Mental Health Day. We chose that as our launch date for obvious reasons. And it was only really um, this 10th of October, a couple of days ago, that I realised how far I'd come and how the app Good. was a really central part of that. And I needed to, to tell people. I quit smoking this year and I also quit drinking. I'm now um, on the sober train, which is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. New <laughs> lease of life. It's quite I love incredible. It. <laughs> it's not without its challenges. It's, you know, rocky at times, but it's it's wonderful. I'm really, I feel like I'm having a new lease of, of life. Good. And I, I'm just going to quickly mention and Johnny Stevens, who I interviewed on one of my episodes, who developed the Better Without app. So any um, alcohol-free drinks or drinking establishments around the UK or around the world can be found on this particular app. Um, I went to um, a local brewery um, over the river from me and uh, mentioned it to them. So they've now got like six alcohol-free beers that I was enjoying in the sunshine over the weekend. Um, so, um, yes, check out that app as well. Fellow Writing app developers. That <laughs> Lovely. That, thank you for that top tip. Better without, yeah? Yes. Real. Okay. I actually was really inspired. There was a pub opened up. Um, I think it's in Weymouth, but I need to check. Called the Dry Dock, alcohol-free pub. All right. Yes, we need more of that. We do. We do. <laughs> um, I just I just want to bring back the, the tech, because for me, um, I find um, uh, humans fairly complicated, but technology is really simple. Uh, you mentioned zeros and ones, and obviously that's the foundation machine code of any technological advance. And actually, it's really logical. And you can kind of put that framework and process around humanity and around humans to support them in a way that is 
unfallible um obviously unless you know things crash or the internet goes down or whatever uh, but or or you haven't plugged things in properly you know or still cables and plugging things in but you know the logic of developing apps and and frameworks and processes is just feels like a very simple logical way to support our our well-being yeah absolutely and it i mean the it's a hugely growing market the mental health apps are are booming out there and that's a really wonderful sign and it's well it's a wonderful sign and it's a really terrible state of affairs it's a tragic state of affairs it's a tragic sign but it comes with awareness and it comes with using tech to help us and I think that's that's absolutely where uh, where I'm at with this I think again having been told you can't and having been told it wouldn't work and knowing that the app headaches that we had we overcame I know how it how it works with the science just getting it to when it first when we overcame the glitches and got it to do what it was supposed to do it was just what it was so exciting because phones don't want apps to keep open they don't want they want and they don't want the um, apps to overrule the phone software so we had that was a huge challenge you can't um, you can't overwrite your, your phone software with an app. It's just not going to happen. So the creative solution for that um, did really take uh, take quite a lot of thinking mm. and to make the user interface work for that. And I can see loads of improvements that you know this. Like I said, it's first version, so I'm trying to be kind to myself. I have a long list of improvements <laughs> that I want to make. Um, but yeah, if we can leverage the creativity and experience of people who know mental health and know uh, how to support themselves and others and we can really get the tech to work for us then we can solve some huge problems that we have Um, we just need to make it accessible affordable affordable is a big one for me you know I I don't want this to be something that's out of reach for people I really want to be able to get it into the hands of people who who need it I know that there are hurdles to that yes but it's something that we can't there is a bright spark there there is there is hope and hope's so important hope is you know part of optimism that drives us forward to potential creativity where we need to head we can't sit in the doldrums in the dark and and give up when we've got so many wonderful people and wonderful ideas and incredible tech around us to help us get further forward I mean I in another with another hat on I'm in um I'm an activist I'm climate activist and I the climate grief is real you know the we all know that whether you're an activist or you're just at home um experiencing the the differences in the weather and seeing the news we are all facing something absolutely huge that's coming down the road faster than we imagined and we need to look after ourselves and each other and have good positive mental health otherwise we are not going to um, come up with the solutions that we need for society moving forward so that's that's on my mind too good well thank you for your conversation if you haven't been and searched up the app already um, it is the rise and shine alarm clock app in your app store so go and search it up go and download it see what it's like 
And don't do what I did and try and download it at nighttime when it's after 11 p.m. and my face doesn't work on the face recognition. So <laughs> I think I've had that with a couple of apps. It's like after 11 o'clock, the face doesn't work. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I would say as well, actually, if I can give a top tip as well, do download it in the day when you're when you're thinking to do, you know, I need to take care of my mental health. I'm going to do a thing that's good for me. Do it then. Listen to the previews of the tracks. Don't try setting a test alarm to see if the app works for a few minutes from now, which a lot of people do because it won't work. And you'll go, oh, it doesn't work. And this is one of our hurdles to overcome. And I, I've got exciting ways to overcome that in the future. Um, but for now, um, yeah. if you set an alarm for five minutes from now, for example, and you choose a track that is six or seven minutes, it will not work. And yeah. that's got that's the problem. So we said that's what the preview button is there for. If you really want to test it, set an alarm for half an hour from now and it will prove to you it works and you'll get to see how, how it all how the sleep screen works and stuff like that. So that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for that tip, Liz. Um, how can people get hold of you if they want to find out more? So head over to any of our socials, Rise and Shine, Alarm Clock, you should find us easy enough. And riseandshineclock.com is our website address. All of the links for our socials are in the footer. I am at the helm of all of those socials. I'm really happy to take messages from people. I would really love to collaborate with people in this space um, for the science of waking and sleeping or the tech of the app. Or um, I want to work with other organizations to help this more accessible to people who really need it in mental health. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear from people and how you're getting on with the app as well, because user feedback is so important. We really want to know. And we've got some wonderful testimonials from people for, for whom it's working. But if it's not, we want to know why. And so yeah. we can improve it. And I'd, I'd love to hear from more people who are trying it out. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Liz. I will add all of the links in the show notes for you. And um, yeah, look forward to potentially collaborating with you at some point in the future. Oh, yes. We'd love to have you as a narrator, Lou. <laughs> oh, I'm blushing. I'm blushing. Right. Okay. That's <laughs> Thank the end you of the so episode. much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I have recording it. I look forward to have you listening in again for the next episode. And in the meantime, I'd love you to rate, review and download this episode. Thanks again for listening.